0: Welcome to the Deep Hire Podcast, where each episode we explore the worlds of recruiting and staffing, technology, business, and the roles we have within them. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me on another Deep Hire Podcast. Today, I am joined by Mark Loftus, the VP of Service Delivery with MindSource. On this episode of the podcast, we discuss what behaviors lead to revenue growth discuss the benefits of long-term relationships and we discuss identifying the root causes of successes and failures this is a good one everybody very practical very down to earth very human so without further ado here is the episode i recorded with mark loftus
1: my name is mark loftus i'm the vp of service delivery for MindSource incorporated
0: and what do you do as a company what's your how do you describe that uh, we're a staffing firm,
1: but also a professional services firm, meaning that we do recruitment services for companies, right, for contractors if they need a contractor, they need a full-time employee or contract to hire. And on the professional services side, we do customized development and migrations.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Um, sweet. Um, yeah, I found that it's useful to to begin with a background. No matter what you're doing with a podcast, it's good to just, you know, understand sort of like, the person that you're talking with, and um, in the industry that they're working within. So, just to kick it right off, um, I want to jump down to a personal level. Something I'm interested in is, you know, goal setting. Um, so, so when you think about goals, what are what are, you, what are some of your personal or professional goals that you have at the moment that that excite you? What
1: really excites me, I think, um, my personal goals and also my career goals kind of align with each other. Right, it's just to take this organization to the next level. Right, when I first came in, we since we came in, I came in on board. We've already doubled our performance, and then I still want to continue. I want to be able to increase the revenue by at least three x within the next couple of years. Um, That's also going to meet my career goals, but also my financial goals personally for my family.
0: Well, that's great. Um, How have you achieved the growth? What are the what are the habits or or philosophies, you know, underpinning that growth. Um, most companies,
1: most people, actually, when they manage, they manage by metrics, which is great, right? But one thing that they kind of ignore is actually behavior. I coach by behavior, um, and that's actually helped our performance out, right? We have to really find out what the root cause is of why we're not performing, or or why we are performing. You know, it's you know, it's like on both sides. Yeah. You can't look at just an improvements, but you also you have to also look at what are we doing great and enhance on those.
0: Totally, totally. I, there's a book I'm sure you've heard of it. It's really popular. It's called the, I think it's called the Power of Habit: Why We Succeed or Fail in Business and Life. Uh, I think that's a, a, a rough description of it. And it's they to, they tell this great story about this uh, manufacturing company who who for a lot of reasons had a ton of injuries. Like their, their employees are working with really dangerous machines and materials and there was death and injury and suffering like all, all, all across the company. And, and they, they changed management. Um, the, I think the CEO position, um, at one point because they were really struggling and they, and they, um, and they needed a change. So they, they got a new CEO and and the way that the book describes his like introduction um introductory speech, you know, to the board of to the board of investors, like these these big wigs, this huge company, he he comes in and is like the only thing he says is is he's going to crack down on safety and injury procedures. And the way that the eyewitnesses, you know, describe this this intro like people thought he was a joke because it's like no dude we're we're going bankrupt like you didn't he didn't say anything about finances he didn't say you know like all these things that you would think would be a typical approach to taking a company from from under the water He, he didn't touch on that at all but it turns out like you know he he identified the root cause and that was that was the safety issues um that his company was experiencing so that's it's 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 cool because he you know once he identified that root cause like people's morale improved because they weren't dying on the job or their friends weren't dying at work and it all stemmed up from there and it's a really great example of you know it's like you can't solve a problem if you don't know what the problem is. Well, I agree with that.
1: That's that's good.
0: Yeah, so so how do you how do you tell what the problem is? What what's your approach been to you know, like looking at the situation and then determining what what to, what to change. Really,
1: it's actually getting to know the people, right? Um, it's I don't know if you have kids or not. Uh, do you have any kids? No, I don't. Okay, well, the parents out there that they'll, they'll understand is if you go ask your children, "Did you do this?" Right? Let's say here's a broken vase. Did you break the vase? They're going to say no, right? <laughs> they're <laughs> going to deny it. They're not going to tell you the truth, or they're they're always going to be on their best behavior, right? It's how it's just how people are. Um, it's You have to break down the walls to get people to trust you. You have to work with them and make sure that you're not out to get them. Because most of the time in organizations, if you make a mistake, you get in trouble, right? Um, so it really, really starts from changing the culture for, within the organization.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it doesn't take a week. It doesn't take a month. It takes a year or two or three or four, right? It's always ongoing. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did. Right. When I first came in, I worked with the leaders, uh, with the owners is really making them understand that we're not going to make quick impact. We're not going to make quick changes.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. You don't want to do anything quickly. What you want to do is really set the expectations going, OK, we're going to first do an assessment of the whole organization from top down. And that's what I did is I worked with other I worked with the other leaders here and we kind of did an assessment and it was there's no pointing fingers. It was just like, hey, let's come together. Let's work together as an organization to improve. Yeah, These are the things that we need to improve, and this is how we're going to get to that, um, how we're going to improve them. And how, what's really important, too, is just not how, it's also what are we going to implement to prevent this from falling down? Because yeah. you don't want to do all this hard work, right? It's like a sports team. It's like a football team where you work together to get to the championship. The next year, you don't want to you don't want to get to your head to where you just start dropping the ball. You worked really hard to get to that stage. You have to even work harder to maintain it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a long term game. Like, what structures are you building? What you know, it's like you don't want a quick you don't you don't want a short burst of of revenue or a short burst of pleasure. It's like we're here, we're here for a while, hopefully. So, playing that long term game is definitely important. So I want to ask you, you know, getting down into finance, this is something I don't really talk about, but I'm curious about, you know, how do you make money? Like what, I know you, you said you, you approach it from a behavioral standpoint, but how does that translate, you know, to, to revenue growth? Behavior is
1: always gonna, if your behavior is right, and you actually treat everybody with respect and you do your job, the revenue will come. And I'll explain a little bit into that on the sales side with being honest with your customers, you might not get the quick wins, but in the long run, you're going to build a lasting relationship where you're going to be the go to company or really, it's not really going to be the company. It's a go to person that they could trust. Yeah. It's not just because you're honest, but you also have to be able to deliver and set the proper expectations and here at MindSource, that's what we coach. We, we continue to coach, right? We're not going to be perfect, right? But we have to continue to hold each other accountable, but also our clients accountable, right? Um, So we kind of instill these good behaviors within the whole organization. We push it. Honesty is the number one thing. Integrity, right? If you can stick to those two and you have good work ethics, then you're going to start producing. It's going to turn into revenue. It's going to turn into increasing the bottom line as well. But on top of that, coaching, right? Is because if you go to a client and say, "Hey, I'm going to charge you X amount," well, let's say $90 an hour for a resource, but and you can't explain why. There's no value for the person. But if you go in there and explain why it's going to cost $90, what you bring to the table,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then it becomes worth something to them.
0: Yeah,
1: it, that's when the value comes in, and that's you know that's that's why I'm talking about behaviors. If you could actually get the behaviors correctly then with ethics and integrity uh, you'll do well obviously there's a lot more to it. it's not as simple as that so
0: yeah totally um it's, it's it's cool i was listening to this a great podcast this guy's named Naval rakant and he uh, i don't know if you've heard of him but he's a really successful investor and um i don't i wouldn't say he's an He's a, um, he's an academic, but he's, he's well read and he's really articulate. So he's a great speaker and he's really, you know, interesting to listen to. Um, and he was talking about, um, the long-term game with organizations is so important because, because of the like law basically of compound interest in, or compounding, I guess the law of compounding and it works with money. It works with fitness. It works with relationships It works with business and you know, it's, it's exactly what you were just saying. It's like you want to be that trustworthy resources resource for your client because if they can trust you, then that means that, you know, that's, that's so valuable. It's just, it's like, I'm going to come to you now and you helped me this one time. So I'm going to probably come to you again in the future. And it's so valuable to have that because, because it improves your speed of, of getting done, whatever you're trying to get done, because you don't have to like try out like different clients. Like if I know you're great and you treat me fairly and you're honest, like I can just come right to you and I don't have to spend extra time searching for, for different clients. So it is so, so cool to have to realize like the benefits of taking a long-term approach, I think.
1: No, you're right. It's, but most people, they don't think like that. They just want the quick wins, right? They put the pressure on the organizations to perform, 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 get your submittals up, get your calls out, get the fills, right? It's just, you're not really fostering a great culture for success in the future. Like you said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and echoing back to what you had said earlier about, you know, putting people in a situation where they feel that they can share, like, I'm sure people are timid when you take an assessment of the company and you say, okay, what's going wrong? You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be the one to say, well, boss number one sucks. Boss number six sucks. And the lunchroom is the worst and we don't have good food. Like you don't want to, it's not comfortable to share it, it does it's It's not a good feeling to share the bad things about an organization or about a relationship that you're in It's hard um,
1: and it takes time right It's when we first you know when I first joined the organization, I didn't do that at first, right. I just did an assessment of looking at numbers and looking at people's behaviors and really got to know each person and what their aspirations were. Mm-hmm. then as you start this culture, a healthy culture of empowerment and trust and where people could be open, then that's when you bring it. Because if, if you just bring these challenges right away, some, the wall just comes up within everybody and it just works. It doesn't work in your favor. It goes the
0: opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like challenges is in like, Hey, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this. Do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really really um it's really cool to me to think about that it's like such a such a like just a wholesome challenge to be a vp and you know come in into that position and say it's like you're not just concerned with 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 the bottom line you're the bottom line like you're here and it's such a human approach you're coming to these people and you're saying hi let's i want to learn about learn about who you are and i want to understand what your true you know desires are in life it's such a human thing it's really really cool yeah
1: you know it's you've probably been through this you've not been through this i think most of the whole world's been through this as as workers is you kind of get light too right when you go into an organization they dangle the carrot and they mislead you looking at all this opportunity because we're all hopeful people people we want we want to be able to hope and wish that whatever someone tells us it's the reality but it's not and here we're trying to make it over here. The reality are we perfect? No. But I believe, I truly believe the whole organization is bought into this and they're all mature enough and they all want the same thing, but they also want to protect this. And that leads over to our internal hiring is we make sure that when we do hire people, they don't need to be the best performers because we could train people. Yeah. Anybody could be trained. Um but it's the the culture. Are they bought into the culture?
0: Yeah. And what do you look for when you're hiring people like what what's what signals do you look for?
1: You know people always think I'm crazy uh, when I interview. I think even the internal team kind of laughs at me as well <laughs> is i don't care if you've ever came back if you've ever worked in this industry or not right um, i don't care if you're the top performer I don't even want to see your resume. I want to get to know people like who they generally are is because if do they have good work ethics, um, do they want to learn right it's because Here, staffing, it's not that difficult to understand, right? It's the behaviors that you need to hire for. Those are the important traits, Mm -hmm. is you need somebody that's going to be honest, somebody that has good work ethics, um, somebody that has good uh, emotional intelligence, um, but also somebody that's passionate about learning. That's the key right there because in this industry, one day you're working on a software engineer role that's using Java. Next day you're working on a finance role. Right. Yeah, if yeah. if you don't have that I wanna learn, I wanna research, then you're gonna struggle. You'll be okay, but we want people who wanna be great, where they wanna learn more about finance. They'll do their own homework, they'll do their own research into it and really understand what the roles are and what it entails. And that way they could actually have more of a consulting type of approach with yeah. the clients and even candidates.
0: Yeah, totally. That's 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 a super good trait to to pursue learning above, you know. To pursue learning to to always be a learner that guarantees so many things that we're all we're all striving for you know purpose um competence skill um, money um it's it's so cool it's it's such a great calling to follow learning because you know when things change you'll you'll be ready you'll be able to adapt and 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 learn so that's it's, it's very cool um I wanted to close with the question, a question about admiration. Um, and I want to pick your brain about who you admire and why you admire them. You know, it can be somebody in your, in your personal life or your professional life, but, um, I think it's a cool question and I love hearing people's responses about it. Um, so, so yeah, if, when you think about who you admire, who comes to mind?
1: That's a really good question. Um, To be honest, right, It's I could always say my parents, but I believe the admiration changes as things change in your life, Mm -hmm. right? It's because you can't just look up to only one person in a certain situation. I believe it's going to be dependent on the situation you're in in your life or what you're trying to tackle. I think it's just we're always going to grasp the people who've already done it, accomplished it, that you respect and you could trust. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, on my personal level, it is always it's going to be my father, right? It's uh, he's my stepdad, but to me, he's my real dad. Is what he what he did? Uh, you know, just I think just bringing in my mom and myself between us as equals with my my step siblings. That takes a lot, right? And he it wasn't just words of saying yes, you're my son, but it was the actions that he put out there. And that taught me a valuable lesson of t- uh, treating people equally. Mm-hmm. Um, on a personal level, I'd say it's my father, but work-wise, it's always changed, right? It's from, uh, different bosses, the owners over here at MindSource have been great. Um, I'd say faith, right? And also, my, my, my wife, right? It's uh, My wife is somebody I look up to as well for yeah. putting it up. Yeah, definitely for putting it up with me. I'm
0: telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for her. Yeah, that's cool. That's great, man. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really, really great to have, to have people that, you know, boost you up. It's, 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 it's been helpful, helpful for me. And, um, yeah. and
1: Matt, you know, I think it's just really what I've done, what I've done in my life and my career and my personal life is really, I created a will based, I guess we call it a will, um, will of a network of people that I respect that I look up to that I admire yeah. that I, that I reach out to for certain situations in my life.
0: Thank you everybody for tuning into another deep higher podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as always. If you or anybody else on your team thinks that you might be a good fit as a guest on our podcast, feel free to reach out on deephire.com. Have a great day. We love you. Love, Matt, and the Deep Hire team.